I'm sorry, what did you say? I found myself um, deserving. Well, I actually walked into my apartment. Deserving. I found myself with a new accoutrement on my door when I got home uh, from the show on Thursday. And I was so excited. I mean, was it something like, uh, like you know, the soup guy? Or was it somebody hanging something on your door saying, It wasn't, saying, but it was hey, a special surprise. There's weird noises coming out of your apartment or... No, I will say, though, I did notice it as I rounded the corner and I was walking down toward it. I'm like, oh, that's that wasn't there before. It was very, it kind of caught me off guard a little. This usually doesn't seem like that's a good thing. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today. And we do have Mr. Rick Emerson joining us uh, on a Tuesday instead of a Monday today. So oh, my gosh. I will just sure say I totally spaced about it yesterday. Yeah, that it was Monday? Yeah, because Rick, because we decided to take off uh, Memorial Day yesterday and Rick is like he sent me a text at like 12.35 like you know exactly 24 hours ago he's like hey so what time am I coming on today I'm like oh crap whoops <laughs> forgot yeah yeah so uh, we instead will be having him on today so Rick will be joining us here shortly right here on the show and uh, and, and oh yeah so your apocalypse update it's May 26 2020 in the year of our apocalypse it's almost right. the end of May it is almost, it's almost the end almost of May June it is almost June this is true at this point, I'm kind of getting used to it, and like I'm not astonished anymore. Are you? Yeah. I still kind of feel like it's April, and so whenever it's like this late in May, it kind of, it, it's just kind of like, all right, so and there's coming a rent pay day again. Yeah, that <laughs> part, that part kind of sucks. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, where we're at. That's just, I'm getting used to it at this point, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's just kind of where it's at, so that's, that's where I'm. Yeah, I think because even like with the four-day weekend, well, my weekend from pretty much not a lot in your weekend from a lot so yeah you actually finally got some time off i did get some time off which it's never it never feels like enough like once you come back it's like oh i could have used you know a billion more hours but it is i did get some time off and it did help quite a bit so that was that was actually kind of nice yeah. uh so that was good because yeah, today to i usually for... feel more rested today i feel a little discombobulated i think because everyone's kind of lacking sleep or having weird sleep schedules yeah it's a little but you know what helps me sleep a little bit easier at night is my new thing that I have at my apartment. Yes. So, Sarah, why don't you just uh, go ahead and tell us what it is that you discovered on your uh, on your door? Will do. Thank you. Of very your much. apartment. Thank you. Well, was um, it from Wallman? That's all. I'm yes, asking. it was. I, it was not from Wallman that I know, but I actually don't quite know. So, uh, I had, you know, I never. So, I live in an apartment in Southeast Portland with a locked front. So, basically, you, have, you know, you need a key to actually get in to access the building. And so I, that means I don't get a lot of people knocking on my door. Yeah. Hardly ever. I think the last time someone knocked on my door was maybe like five years ago when it was like some PG person that snuck in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I was just like, what the, what the fuck? Why is somebody knocking on my door? Right. Because they never do. Like I live in a very not unfriendly, but definitely not social apartment building. It's definitely not that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's not like people are, I mean, actually. Do you some, know any of your neighbors? I know one. You know one. I know two. And I you've probably two. been there longer than pretty much anybody else. You've been there a long time. Yes, my next door neighbor and I, he and I have been together uh, there for about the same amount of time. I think he moved in right after me. Okay. Yeah. So um, so I've been living in this apartment for eight years, I think, maybe. I don't even know at this point. And one of the things that I have never, ever had in my apartment building, in my apartment, is a peephole. A, a what now? A peephole. <laughs> 
a peephole. I have never had a peephole on my door. Now, let me tell you this. I do have an older door because it's the, the building's from like 1906 and they have a lot of the like the old, you know, like doorknobs and light fixtures and yes. they've really kept it like pretty vintage, so that's why I particularly love it. But um so my doorknob actually has a keyhole in it. And so I've been able to like kneel and kind of look through the keyhole a little bit yes. to be able to see people sometimes throughout the years, but you can just see like waistband down. So it's just like, you know, crotch, crotch level. <laughs> Wait, so it's a crotch hole? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a crotch hole. So okay. that's all I've been able to see. So the other day I get a knock on my, on my door. And so I'm freaked out because I'm like sitting Thank in there. Thank you for the demonstration of a knock. You're welcome. And I was sitting in there and I'd actually just finished putting my laundry in, which means I was just sitting there in my underwear. Like, because that's what you do if it's laundry day and you live by yourself. So I get a knock on my Wait door. Wait a minute. Now, your laundry is not in your room, correct? No, it's down. Yeah, it's in the basement. But if it's in the basement, does that mean you're walking through your hallways in your underwear? No, I have a robe on. Wait. What? I'll wear a robe. Wait a minute. You're a robe person? Dude, it's like the inside of a hotel in there. I don't see anybody. You wear a robe around the hallways Just in from technically my public. Down there and back. Not in public. It is through many locked doors. Sarah, you have never talked about being a robe person I'm before. Not a Walking robe around person. in public down your hallways. Are you barefoot too? No. God no. No. I wear Do you wear like flip flops? I wear my yeah, I have like my flip-flops you wear flip-flops and a robe around your hallway and other not people a, i'm you. not hanging out in my hallway just run down because so down, hey, the clothes that i'm going, wearing going are usually the ones laundry. that i'm wearing up until the point where i wash them so i mean i have like a specific rotation particularly now in quarantine since i don't see anybody so i just kind of wear the same clothes over and over again so it's like a threes company kind of set up there you just walk around in robes do other people do this i've seen people in robes really yeah or like in their, their like shorts and a tank top yeah that's sometimes what i'll wear I'll start. But anyway, you're getting. I think you're. Where there's something there, I want to come back to that. But anyway, I do have a very nice robe. Okay, and it's nice and full length, and it's really fuzzy and it's checkered. Okay, and I like it. It's not so that it's there's not anything like, wrong. It's, not like it's just I didn't like, expect you to like be the flats. robe person. I only am for laundry day, and when I want to like wash everything, because you want to get every. Aren't you like that? Don't you like strip down to get everything in your laundry room? Well, yes, you have your own. No, I don't have. Machine. That's like going downstairs for me. I'm lucky, so I don't have to. See, do that. you don't because yeah. I'm like mine is. You want to wash everything because you get it. You know, you do one load at a time, and sometimes two. But I mean, so I'll strip down. Correct. Yeah. Take off the, everything I'm wearing. Okay. And then put it all in there, so that way you know, an hour and a half, two hours, it's all going to be. Clean. Okay. Don't wait. So you put everything in there. Don't you ever panic that something could go wrong and like no, with the washer, it- and then no, but what if something goes wrong and it like you've got all your clothes in there, and then you've got nothing that you can wear. All right, it will never be all of my clothes. You know, I have a lot of clothes. That's just like my highly high rotation clothes. Like, like this is something that I worry about because I've had laundry mishaps before. Is putting all of my pants, like all the pants that I wear. On a normal on a normal basis, like all the ones in the rotation, into the same wash load. Like, what if something goes wrong with that, and then I don't have any pants to wear outside, or I have to wear like old ripped? You pants? can't. That's why you can't always put all of your clothes in one thing. Like, I have backup pants. But this is what it sounds like, you know, that you were doing. I mean, they're like my favorite pants that I have. But I mean, I also so you have don't have pants. to be in the robe, is what you're saying. Well, I mean, no, technically, I don't have to be, but it's comfortable, but and I'm in my apartment, and I'm waiting because usually what I'll do is it takes about 35, 40 minutes for the a wash to cycle through, and then I'll put it in the dryer for an hour. Uh-huh. So what I'll do is I'll usually like sit there and wait, and as it gets closer to um, getting ready to take them out of the washer and put them in the dryer, I'll change into my running my workout clothes, and then I'll usually go for like a walk for an hour, and then try and time it exactly so that I get back uh-huh. when it's done. And then by the time I get back, then they're all my nice fresh fluffy dry clothes for me all right 
I mean, I, I can understand that that timing on that. You know that that does yeah. make sense. And I do wash the robe. I'll, I'll just throw the. <laughs> there the was robe a question in. in the chat about the robe. Yeah. In particular, about the robe. I think people are curious about this process. Well, I never put it got. on when I'm dirty. Wait a minute. So what? You take a shower before you do your laundry? Well, usually I will, just so I can get everything. I am so confused by <laughs> so this. So I can get everything <laughs> that I, that has touched my body into this. So your process is what you is take so a shower, about this? and then you put everything into this load. You strap on a robe. No, and sometimes just, I won't take a shower. You know, sometimes I'll just wear a robe sashay over. Sashay like, down t-shirt. the hallways of your apartment complex in your robe. I am not sashaying. It is like just a big frumpy checkered robe. It is you cannot sashay in. <laughs> Okay. That is not even the point. So the point <laughs> is that nobody ever comes to my apartment building. <laughs> and so I get a knock on my door and I'm doing my laundry. So I'm sitting in my underoos and I'm just like, oh, just a, just a minute. Come on in. It's laundry day. Oh, my God. I know. So I'm panicking and they're knocking again. And I'm like yelling like, just a minute. And so I open the door and it's um, so I guess it's like the sister of my landlord, who is now like running a lot of their operations, very nice lady. Okay, she seems fine. I've never met her, um, but she was like, "Hi, I just wanted to check with you to see if you've heard." <laughs> I don't think I even told you this. Uh, have you, if you've been hearing raccoons at night? Okay, we need to pause right there <laughs> and bring Rick on for this because there is so much to unravel with this that we need. Have you heard any raccoons? All right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna pause for a second. We're going to get Rick Emerson here on the show. Don't tell him anything while we're doing behind the scenes for for you podcast listeners. It takes a minute to bring him on. I want to surprise him with that on the show. Don't give him any... Wait, surprise him with what? With exactly what you just said. Because I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered here. And a lot of questions that I'm going to have anyway. And I'm sure he will as well. So uh, we're going to hit pause. We're going to bring Rick on. We'll continue the conversation about the raccoons in Sarah's apartment. <laughs> Not in my apartment. <laughs> um, okay. This is just a gift. All right. Back here in a second. Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, we have the one and only Rick Emerson on Tuesday instead of Monday. It's throwing week, us all off. To throw everybody <laughs> off. Sarah judges Mondays by Rick Emerson Mondays now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think this is throwing her off just a little bit. Does she really call them Rick Emerson Mondays? I do. No, that's, that is my one specific day a week. You are very Thanks. special to me. And this is, I'm like, all right, it's Monday because it's Rick Day. So... Now Rick Day is now, Tuesday, and everything's just uh, just crazy. It, two things. One, uh, I don't even know what order to go with this. At first, is there like a reason that, that the camera's pointed only at Sarah and that Greg is staying off camera? Uh, no, there's no reason for that. That's that's only the view that you see. The uh, okay. the one the problem is we're in the spare bedroom, and there's just no good angle for anything. It's just here. a little, little smaller. It's of just space. Uh, yeah. If I could get it. And the camera sucks and the computer that's broadcasting from sucks. Uh, so that's Perfect. why for you, you're the only around. one that sees the terrible shot. Everybody else gets the, I didn't know if there was something shot. being hidden. Like if there was no. some sort of shame. No. Like a floaty accident or something that had, you know, sort of gone. That's no, true, I did I'm just talking about his shower, appearance so. and you can't see him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be something. No, I just figured it's easier All right. this way. Uh, but here's the thing. So right before we brought you on, Sarah was talking about something that was... Brought to her apartment. And I was very excited. Rick, I think, would, would understand the excitement She is this. very excited, and I, I, I understand that, but we need to... <laughs> I just wanted to start off with exactly what you just said here at the last... Right before we went to break, which was somebody approaching your door, like the sister of the apartment manager or something. Yes, who's now managing the apartment. And asking a specific question yeah, to she, you. Yeah, so I, nobody ever knocks on my door. I don't know. Do you get a lot of people knocking on your door, Rick? 
Oh no, no, that no. I, I think over the years, I think I've sent a lot of like subtle and then overt stay away messages. Also, now, now that the guy who originally like owned this place doesn't own it, I can just say this: I disconnected the doorbell like years ago. <laughs> like I full on just like snip. So now, even if they knock, even if they like ring the doorbell, I don't hear them. No, because I never have anybody knock at my door. So when I do, it freaks the fuck out of me because I'm like, yeah. I think before this last time that just happened last week. The last time somebody had knocked on my door was like some rogue PGE employee that was able to sneak in past like the locked front door and get in to knock on people's buildings about, you know, changing your plans or whatever. And that was like five years ago. I think there was a time in America. I think these things are generational. I think there was a time in America when like you were excited when the phone rang because it it was like a new technology and it meant that something thrilling was happening or, you know, there was going to be some sort of, you know, you're going to get a guest or whatever. And and also with like if, if 50s sitcoms and whatever are to be believed, I feel like there was a time when like somebody would knock at the door and it was sort of neither good nor bad. It was just innocuous. But now you're like, what the fuck is that? Who is it? And you peer out the window and you're like, I don't know. I don't. And your default is like, don't answer it. Right. That's mine. I totally get like whenever and Greg knows this about me too whenever we've been here like working on something and somebody knocks on the door if it's like a delivery person for some reason they freak me out and I want to hide like you've seen me <laughs> here do at this. my house yes no yeah. I know when you've done it because I'm like Greg will you please answer the door I don't want to do it because I don't like answer for some reason answering the door gives me some sort of I mean well, right now anxiety. I don't like answering the door either yeah. normally it may not bother me but but when was the last time you answered the door though and it was like something good I mean it's always <laughs> yeah. either something neutral or bad it's never anything good yeah i mean i guess now mostly because it's like amazon packages or something that i've ordered will be what's gonna be a special treat for you yeah Mm -hmm. well yeah i guess so in that aspect otherwise i would get a lot of people who are canvassing like for some reason i'm in a neighborhood where everybody canvasses like constantly not right now during this so i guess in a way that's kind of a good thing um but yeah normally i get all kinds of petitioners knocking on the door or people asking for money or oh see that would oh i would not like that yeah one final thing before we get to Sarah's uh, unexpected visitor, which sounds worse than I meant to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, That's have the name you of this guys got this thing starting like ten days ago? Because I don't get a lot of like text spam or whatever. Starting about a week ago, I just started getting flooded with these jagoffs who are running for office, beseeching me to like support them in whatever. Which of course immediately puts them on my list of sworn enemies. You know, yes. where I'm just like, stop sending me this. Also, fuck off. You know, whatever. I don't even. Like, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't remember that ever got, happening in other election cycles. Did you get phone calls, too? I got phone calls, and they'd be like, oh, hi, is this Sarah? And they'd be like, oh, yes, who is? I thought it would, like, might be something with real estate or something. And like, oh, because oh, you hi. have to answer your phone. Yeah, because they're like, oh, this is so and I'm like, are you kidding me? No. I just don't like, answer. Oh. Yeah, if I don't recognize yeah. the number, or some, sometimes even if I do, um, you know, and I'll be like, I want to see what this person wants, then then I'll just not answer. Unless yeah. it's you who's listening right now. You, I will always answer your phone <laughs> calls. Um, but yeah. It's yeah. The text, uh, the text messages, messages were out of, out of control. Con- yeah, out of control. I don't know if that's something that's just Oregon or if that's other places that had that too. Oh, did we lose you? No, I'm just. A, I, I realize. <laughs> I know I have a tendency to just run roughshod over the program, and I know that I, it, I don't want to look up in like 45 minutes. We're like, we never got to Sarah's the door knock. Oh yeah, oh. No, that's true. The door knock. We do need to address that. Okay, well, just really, so I never get anyone that comes to visit me visit me at my apartment, and so uh, there was a the whole thing about laundry. We don't need to go into, and so uh, someone knocked on my door, and I answered, and she's like, "Oh, hey, so have you been hearing? We've been getting some complaints." Have you been hearing raccoons at night? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, one of your neighbors thinks that raccoons might have gotten into the building, which I don't even know how in the hell 
that would have even actually happened, considering I live in like a big, giant, you know, pretty sturdy, like giant apartment building. Yeah, it's an old apartment building, but just have you heard any raccoons at night? That is what she asked you. That's what she asked me. And then uh, when I was talking to her, she was just like, oh, I can see why you weren't answering your door. You don't have a peephole. <laughs> and she said that to me. And she's just like, well, you need a peephole. I think you definitely need a peephole, which I've never had one in the entire time that I've lived there. And uh, so this was like, I don't know, four days before when I came back to my apartment after I think after doing this show yeah. on Thursday. And sure enough, holy crap. There was a surprise peephole in my door by the time I got home. <laughs> surprise peephole. I had a surprise peephole, which I was kind of like, I mean, I know them. Now. I mean, I've, I've lived there for so long, and I know the handyman. He's really cool, and I'm just like, I just didn't expect it because I turned the corner, and I saw this dot on my door that had never been there. <laughs> and you know when you're just so used to looking at something you know, for years and years and years right. that it just kind of stands out, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that? black dot on my door. The unexpected peephole. And it was the unexpected peephole and it is exactly my eyeball height. It's, it's like a magic peephole. And now I can see down my hallway. Uh, I don't know about the raccoons. I haven't heard any raccoons, but I can actually like peep out of my thing and I can like see people like their comings and goings now. It's super exciting. Wait, so I'm I, so there was on my end I had a momentary dropout. So I, I but I think I got everything. So first of all, she came to your door asking if you'd heard raccoons. How would you discern the noise of raccoons from the noise of, like, a possum or just, like, a drunk? Right? I know. <laughs> apartment living. Like, there are a lot of weird noises that I hear all the time. I don't know, like, like a scuffling or something. I, I have no clue. Are, are the raccoons somehow able to jimmy locks now? Is that the thing? Like, if they developed a tool-using ability that they're able to just sort of <laughs> repel in through a window? Okay. The weird thing was, too, is she was like, oh, because I think she assumes that, like, all of us are friends in our apartment which I, I don't know any i was we were just talking about i know like two people vaguely in my apartment building and um she's like oh you know so and so just down the way they said they've been hearing raccoons morning and night but they're <laughs> also in the middle of the building so i don't understand how they're hearing these magical raccoons and i know that we're also you know there are floors below us and floors above us so i don't really understand how they're hearing raccoons the thing is yeah they've you're been hearing raccoons morning and night that sounds like someone who has a fanciful inner life that has somehow come to the surface it really that's, is uh, it i don't was... think that's the thing people really hear i don't think raccoons hear raccoons morning and night no frankly. and raccoons um, aren't really going to crawl into the i wouldn't think like the very inside of a building like, it's like in, that like, like the it's center a of old... the building yeah no, those are probably squirrels yeah that's what i think but she specifically said raccoons i'm like I I'd never seen a raccoon. I see squirrels outside of the window. Like I have a little fence next to me and they like run, you know, run back and forth on the fence and they're adorably amusing. But I've never seen a raccoon at my place. Maybe. And I'm not saying this is the case. This is just I'm just thinking out loud here. This is just uh, I'm not really saying this is true, but I'm saying maybe I'm saying if, if this were a movie and I was hearing this dialogue, I would imme- I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying that I would immediately think, oh, she thinks there's probably rats and she's she's push polling. In other words, she's asking a question to steer you toward an assumption so that you don't come to the conclusion that they are rats. Oh, that she's no. putting it in your head that they're raccoons. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's what I would think if this were fiction. I will say my apartment has always been I'm knocking on wood, gloriously critter free. And like I don't even really have a lot of insects. I rarely see a spider. I saw one of those um whatever the fuck. Don't say it. Don't say no, it. I it's know. one of those It's one of the things. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I saw one okay. of those and I almost like I, I was almost just like, and I'm moving out. I can't do this. Like I saw <laughs> it. I'm just like, fuck that. 
Is this when you like put a quarter in the bathtub next to it for scale and sent me the photo? No, but that was the other time. That was like five years ago. So I've only seen like one of those every five years, and I'm okay with that. No, and then I tried to kill it with the blue (laughs) or with the spray foam, and it accidentally turns purple, and then it was just this purple thousand-legged cloud running around my bathtub. Thousand-legged cloud is also (laughs) terrible imagery. That's so awful. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so I don't really see a lot of critters, so hopefully... There so are then, rats. I don't know. When you, so then you like went, you were out or, or something, and then so she, whoever this was, like was monitoring your comings and goings, and then waited for you to leave, went in, which is a weird thing to do in these times anyway, and then yeah. drilled and installed a people, which again I guess you're grateful for it, but that's a little that's kind of a weird okay. thing. It was weird. I was kind of struggling with it, but I do know the like the maintenance guy, and he's always been like really cool. But it was kind of like a. Hey, you didn't give me a heads up that you're going to give me a people, but she did honestly like also seem like concerned for me being a woman living by myself. She's like, "You should know right. who's at your door." So I think she thought that maybe she was doing like a nice surprise, which I was kind of surprised, but then I was also like, "What the fuck are they in my apartment and not telling me?" But I also like the people. So Well, what have you, you done know, with people, people so far? I mean, I can just I can look at people now. I can see like I say always hear all these weird ne- noises outside of my door. And I've, I've had to guess what they're doing and now I can see like what my neighbors look like. Here's the, here's, the, here's the great thing. Uh, and so I was thinking about this the other day. So this is 2020, which seems insane. But this is 2020. So, so Sarah, so you and I have known each other for, is it possible we've known each other for 20 years? Almost. Yep. Oh, just, my God. That's insane. So it was like 2001 or something, right? Yeah. That, like, okay, so, which is, that's just nuts. But I will say, and you will hopefully know what I mean when I say this, that I, I don't mean this is, this is not a pejorative. I don't mean this is an insult. But in some ways... Just as I have been planning, I've been like prepping to be a cranky old guy my whole life. You've kind of been prepping to be like an awesome old lady, like from like almost the entire time I've known you. I and this is the latest manifestation, which is the looking at the people at your neighbors while like drinking a cup of, you know, what drinking a cup of like brandy laced coffee in your like fuzzy slippers and then just sort of like squinting and keeping an eye on what the, you know, and what the, what the McCloskey boy down the hall is doing. Oh I've said God, this so many times that Sarah is prepping for that. Like all she needs is a couple of cats. I know and they like don't go. have cats in my building. So I can never go full like crazy lately <laughs> while I live there because. Well, no, but you got the left. raccoons. So, you know, <laughs> a raccoon, cat, whatever. I mean, oh my God, ma'am, please stop feeding the raccoons. I could actually just open my window because I have a windowsill that kind of faces where the squirrels and everything <laughs> run. I can make some new squirrel friends. Maybe That's what I'm saying. And so, I was thinking about this. So I've got squirrels and crows that come by my place. And then there are raccoons, but they're mostly night. Oh, my God. Did I tell you this? Uh, uh, that I saw um, uh, this is like maybe about a month and a half ago now. I saw a coyote walking down the middle of the street in front of my house. Yes. Like an actual coyote. Um, it was I don't know. It was like maybe 1 a.m. or something. And I was just sort of I do a lot of I think I've talked about this, but I'm sure my neighbors think that I'm either like a weird voyeur or like or possibly an exhibitionist or whatever because i do a lot of like if i'm drinking my coffee i'll just stand at my kitchen window and just stare out the front window because there's this big tree across the street from me that i like to this makes me sound either crazy or boring but i just like to look at this tree it's just like a huge giant tree yeah and it's like the thing i look at when i'm just sort of spacing out or daydreaming or just thinking about whatever i will just default to staring at this tree and so i'll stand at my kitchen window and i'm just sort of like looking at the tree and so it was like 1 a.m and I'm, you know, I'm drinking my tea or whatever it was I was drinking for bed. And I like, and then there's like this thing loping down the middle of the street. And at first I thought it was a dog. And I was like, oh God, there's a, you know, stray dog, whatever. And, but then it was like real, like, um, svelte and had these tall ears that stood straight up. And I was like, like, and I wasn't going to go outside, obviously. 
But I looked a little closer and I took sort of a blurry photo and I went, but I was like full on. It was, I went and looked online, but it was a coyote just walking down the middle of the street, which I've never seen. I have never seen that either. And I've been, cause I hear people see them and I've always yeah. been kind of fascinated by that. I haven't really, yeah, I don't think I've seen one in the city yet. I know they're around quite a bit. I see reports about them all around where I live. But yeah, and, I mean, and you and Rick, you guys are both like, pretty, far, you're kind yeah. of in the same neighborhood. You're pretty close. Yeah. Close-ish. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think that was like, right as all this was sort of, you know, kind of, you know, everything was sort of coming off the rails a little bit. And of course, I was trying to divine all this weird meaning. From, I was trying to read something into it, you know, like if this is <laughs> like that, you know, like it's that's just one of those world without us things where then the next thing you know, it's just decayed buildings and like, you know, weeds coming up through the middle of the highway and whatever. But it, <laughs> um, but so I've got squirrels and crows at my place. And then there's raccoons that come out, uh, you know, like at night and whatever. And occasionally I used to have rats, but not anymore. But the weird thing is that if you get multiple kinds of animals is to see how they interact with each other. And how, you know, and so how they cooperate and how they compete, because I feel like because of the, the 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 crows and the squirrels at my place actually have this weird, I didn't want to say it's an uneasy alliance. It's sort of this like a, just a just a regular alliance where the squirrels, because I put out peanuts and so the squirrels <laughs> will come over and they'll get the peanuts and they'll like bury one and they'll like take the others and do whatever and they'll eat some of them. And as the the uh, squirrel is eating the peanuts. He's like walking along, eating peanuts with one hand, looking for other stuff. And the crows, there's like two or three crows that will hop along behind him, picking up the crumbs, which is just fucking adorable, right? Wait, do you leave things out for the crows too, or do just leave them out by default by having the squirrels drop the pieces? Uh, of the nuts? Well, now that I see the crows come by, I'll toss a few peanuts like out into the street because because here's the other thing. Because here's the other thing, crows. Because crows, it's like crows. I sort of view crows the way I view like octopuses and like sharks and you know whatever pandemics i guess in in a way that i sort of have this i respect your strength and uh, advanced you know your evolution so i but i will do it from afar and not fuck with you and yeah. try to earn your favor and so because crows somebody described crows as like the biker gangs of the sky because they're crazy smart they know how to use tools crows will I, this is like David Attenborough has this whole thing about crows that is fascinating and terrifying. It's like one of those things where you want to get them on your side or at least not have them be an enemy. Because right. if because if you're a human being that is a pest to crows, in other words, if you're like shooting at them or throwing rocks at them or just being a being a dick, crows will teach their young about you. And so a crow that has never met you personally before uh, his parents will, if you will, like live in the vicinity of the crows and you're an enemy, the crows will actually teach their offspring that you are an enemy. And so a crow that has never met you before will be predisposed to either avoid you or like peck your eyes out because like mom and dad and grandpa like said that you were like a bastard. And <laughs> wow. so I didn't know they taught they, it to them and they cooperate. So like there's this, um, uh, so there's a an intersection uh, near my house, and so sometimes, like at first, I was like uh, throwing out just like regular, like I know, like walnuts or whatever, you know, and and the crows they would actually take them and go and drop them in the street so cars could run over them, and then once the car would run over them, then they would go because they couldn't break the shells themselves, so they would go take them and drop them in traffic so the car would r like run over them and bust them open, which is amazing, right? I mean. Like, you can't get two people to cooperate or agree on lunch or anything. And here's crows, like, totally figuring out traffic patterns and, like, whatever. And so it's weird to watch them sort of interact, you know, with one another. Now, if you could have a crow friend, like, do you have specific crows that come to your house? Because Greg is starting to get one crow that's always Yeah, there's one that's out. always in the backyard. There's the one. But, I mean, are you starting there to was notice? A, there was a crow. Uh, there was a crow that had one one leg. 
um, I called him Blackbeak. Um, and it, it was like he was the only one that I could really pick out because, you know, like, you know, a crow is a crow to a human, except he had like one leg. But here's the amazing thing is he had one leg, but he must have like lost it. I don't know, battling a lion or something, because he would like I would throw peanuts out into the street and the crows would, you know, and, and they're sort of cooperative, but not I mean, they're not fully cooperative. In other words, like if you throw a bunch of food out, a crow, like, first of all, they'll they'll squawk or whatever to uh, to alert uh, to alert their other, you know, their crow friends if a car is coming or if a person is coming, and also that there's food. Like, if you throw food out, they'll look at it and they'll squawk and other crows will come. But at the same time, they still are like, I still got to get my lunch. And so this one crow with one leg would, like, he would, like, he would walk toward a peanut and the other crows would just back away from it, be like, you can have it, Chet, it's fine. We don't, don't, you know, it's whatever you want, man. It's just, don't, don't. And it, so I don't know how he, he must have lost it, like, in some sort of a weird barroom fright because the other crows were just totally giving it up to him and also i was like well where how, does he how does he sit on a power line or dead i mean does it like how does he do That's, he had all the other one leg thing? like yeah really, one just leg hopping around on one leg that's, that's a, a badass leg. crow yeah it was amazing i mean no wonder the other ones are yeah you know because if yeah, that's it you know power. yeah now, have you thought about leaving anything else like um i i know some crow people there are lots of crow people actually that i know yeah um have you thought about leaving any like shiny trinkets for them because i know that they like those I well, so I haven't left any specifically for them, but I have. Okay, now I realize I'm sounding like some nut animal person. <laughs> you are. Really, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, I just, but you know, it's like as I've, I mean, as I've gotten older, like I've, I've developed an appreciation for for some things and and sort of a respect. I, I guess I've developed an appreciation for people can think this is God or evolution or whatever, but it's I've appreciated. I've grown this respect for just the amazing intricacy of like how everything fucking works on this planet. Cause it's sort of crazy, right? The, like the, the intricacies of how everything sort of functions together. And, and also animals are just, I really do. I really do chalk a lot of this up actually to like documentaries that I watched growing up. Like when I was a kid, there was basically just mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom and national geographic. And then David Attenborough, when I started watching his things, and I was just, you know, and you kind of know animals are amazing, but you don't really know until you see, like, a bird in the woods that knows how to mimic a car alarm and a chainsaw. And you're just like, well, that's, or, you know, or that, or the mimic octopus, which is just like, look, now I look like a hat stand. Now I look like a tiger shark. Now I look like, you know, a, an ashtray. It's, you're just like, well, that's, I mean, so creepy. you know, it's like, I can't even, like, I can barely find my car keys sometimes. And it's like, uh, and so... But so I have a I have this thing called a bee bath and a bee bath is like a bird bath, but it's smaller. And it's so it's so bees can because bees need water. And so I have I have a whole bunch of like lavender and whatever out front that the bees come for. And so I have this bee bath and it's just like a little dish that you fill with water. But the deal is the bees have a real hard time. They can't hover to get the water. And so somebody's like, oh, no, you got to put like marbles or something in there that are just rise a little bit above the surface so they can land there like in the middle of it, get some water, fly off. So I have this like shiny tray and it's like, it has to be, you know, it helps if it's shiny so the bees can see it. So I have this shiny tray filled with like shiny beads and marbles. And so of course, little by little, those are just going off to Crowville somewhere. They're just like every day I'm missing two or three. There's like some crazy, uh, there's more than one of these stories, but there was like some girl in, I think New Zealand. And then also I think there was a girl in Seattle uh, where it was the same thing where like, I think the, I think the one I'm thinking of was this girl in Seattle where she was like 12 or something, and her mom I I forget the the details of the story, but the upshot is that like her mom was like, hey sweetie, you know you have this whole like drawer full of like shiny you know baubles, like where did you get those? And so it turns out that for like three years, 
the this girl had just been feeding crows and then at some point the crows just started bringing her jewelry and she didn't think anything was weird about it because she was a little kid and she didn't know and the mom's like well, hold up what and you know and so like she had this they on the news they were showing she just had like row after row after row of just shiny little things that crows had taken and brought to her like she's the crow queen of of you know of king county which is awesome so yeah anyway. i remember reading about about that at least about one of those no and our friend yeah. uh, alex she has crow friends and they bring her shiny things now have you oh, noticed yeah, yeah. any like shiny sparkly things that a crow might have brought you uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that would just be that would be fantastic because I feel like I feel like they're so smart. They're like uh, I mean, they're like octopuses, which is a word I've had to train myself to say. I know because it totally feels octopi, like it would be octopi. Yeah. yeah, but it's they're like I mean, in the, they're so smart. And and also here's the other thing about crows. And I, I also think this about spiders because people are like, well, if they're so smart, why don't they run the planet? And it's like, well, the difference is like humans could become smart you know, over decades and by going to college. Crows are just born knowing how to do shit. Like, I mean, think about a spider. Like there's, so spiders, when I was growing up, I was terrified of spiders. I mean, I had, I had a nearly crippling fear of spiders when I was a little kid uh, up, up through when I was a teenager. They just, they terrified me. And, and I just forced myself to kind of get over it at some point. And now I've come to the point where like, I don't really want them in the house, but I sort of, again, I sort of respect them. And like, if they're in the garden, I don't, I don't get rid of them unless they're coming in the house. Like, if they're in the garden, I leave them there. I'm like, good for you. Get some bugs. Do whatever you got to do. Um, but the thing about spiders is there's this one spider. I named him Harold, who, like, lived out by my my porch light a couple years ago. And every night, or, you know, he would put up a web. And then I noticed that every morning, and I don't know if they all do this, every morning he would take the whole web down and then build it back up again. Because, you know, it gets, like, torn or it gets, you know, leaves Dust and crap in it or whatever. Yeah, and it gets like, and so he's like, oh, and, he's, and so he would like take the whole thing down and then put the whole thing back up again every day. And spiders only live for, I don't know, a few months or something, I think. And so that would be like, I mean, imagine if your job was, I don't know, like building a rope bridge while hanging upside down above the gorge. <laughs> and and also you were just born knowing how to do that. That's right. insane. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't build a web if you gave me all year to do it in a manual and a, and a straight edge. Like, there's just no way. And the spider's just like, watch this. <laughs> Crazy, like, geometric pattern. There is a... I mean... That's yeah. fascinating. Oh, it totally is. There's This is kind of a tangent, but just along the lines of spiders, and I don't know why it just reminded me of this, but there's a, there's a book series called Children of Time. It's super nerdy. Super nerdy space uh, stuff where they're, like... Uh, you know, seeding planets for the to save humanity or whatever. So they'll like drop down a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of like monkeys, but then they have a gene in them that would like speed up evolution like exponentially. So within like ten thousand years, they'd be as smart as humans. But then they made a mistake, and the spiders got it. And it's a whole book about that, about spiders evolving quickly to be like human level intelligence. But then how they yeah. evolve? Yeah. Oh, it'll <laughs> it'll give you nightmares just because. But it's like it's. It is kind of fascinating just how they do it because they take actual nature things and be like, well, if they were this smart and they did evolve and learn from that, they would already understand this when they were born. So this would be the next thing they would do and next thing, next thing, just like centuries go by and how they do it. Now, have I, I may have asked this already, but is, has Sarah like made you read the, the, the Mad Adam trilogy by Margaret Atwood? Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. I have all read right, all of that's, it. She does all of that, you know, where she's like, and Margaret Atwood is sort of, you know, awesome and kind of terrifying. She's, as a so terrifying. she's like a pro, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she's terrifying and smart and brilliant. And I sort of respect her, but she frightens me. And <laughs> because, 
you know, she does a lot of that where she takes things that are real life and just, you know, and just amplifies them just a little bit. And then they just be, you know, and they're really plausible and terrifying. Also, this is a perfect segue. So, you know, a thing that has really suffered in these pandemic ridden times is uh, is what I refer to as the, the take if want pile, which is uh, on the corner uh, near my house. And it's where like people just like crap you don't oh, want yeah. and people just like, schlep it down there. Oh, yeah. And it's. You know, the free pal. Like, there was a water heater out there, like, uh, a few months ago. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, right now, not a lot of people are like, hey, there's some free crap on the corner. I'll just go pick it up and take it home. I'm still doing that, though. Um, and so so here's what was, you know, it was sitting on the corner. I didn't even know this existed. When I was a kid, I was a big fan of, uh, I mean, I read, like, quote, real books. But I was also a big fan of, like, novelizations, which is not where a novel has been made into a movie. It's where the movie exists and then they create like a knockoff, you know, full length book version of it. I read the same things growing up. I used to always seek them out. Big fan of those. Yeah. And so like there's guy Alan Dean Foster like wrote all of them when we were growing up. So he wrote like the alien one and the aliens one and the gremlins one. And I had all of them. And so I just found this, though. This is the novelization of Hackers starring Angelina Jolie. <gasps> What? I was just talking yeah. about that movie like last week. Oh my right god. There. You found that They're on a corner? Curiosity, Sarah. Did you find that in a, a free little library or just on oh, a yeah. corner no, pile? No, this was like just sitting on the corner. Like somebody was just like, I don't want this anymore. And I was like, I'll take it. Um, so oh, that's I just, amazing. I mean, this is, it's just, I mean, first of all, this movie is terrible, but I've seen it many times. And just everything about this, I mean, it was dated like a second and a half after it was made. And I mean, so like, I, I forget when it came out. Let's see. So this came out in 1995. So the movie came out around that around <laughs> that same time. I mean, I'm just going to read just a couple of things here. Please. First of all, please do. The, it's one of those movies that has um, two taglines. So on the front is Angelina Jolie. Their crime is curiosity. That's the first tagline. Second tagline, boot up or shut up. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh... Techno terrorism turns hackers into heroes. Uh, let's see. And then I opened literally to a random page here. This is just a random page. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So let's see here. Um, uh, okay. I have no idea what the context of this is. So you stepped up to a younger agent. How's it going, Ray? We got an uncorrupted hard drive, sir, said Ray. In English, please, said Gill. I didn't spend 10 years guarding vice president so I could finish my career looking like an idiot. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir, said Ray. We caught him by surprise. We don't think he was able to erase any of his computer files. <laughs> and, and then it ends with, so just how dangerous are these hackers? Was one of her fine. So that's that woman dun, saying, dun, dun. just how dangerous are hackers? And then somebody says, sir, hackers penetrate and ravage delicate privately and publicly owned computer systems. They infect them with viruses or steal sensitive materials for their own ends. Hackers, sir, are terrorists. <laughs> Which is just, it's like amazing that this exists, that somebody was like, this needs to be a novel right now. And then somebody else like got it and then they got rid of that precious treasure. What is wrong with them? It, literally, I just opened again to a random page here. Blade, a blade, blade yes. held up a red soda can. It's Jolt Cola, man. The soft drink of the hacker oh, elite. Oh, Jolt Cola. Yes. The soft drink of the hacker elite. The hacker elite. <laughs> oh, shit. I was talking about this in the context because I think that someone should put, like, I would love to have some movie night, be it, like, 
virtually or otherwise, like just watching a whole bunch of like 90s shitty internet based movies. And one of them was Hackers, and the other one we were talking about was The Net. Which, oh, yeah, with yeah. Peter Bullock. I, and Dennis Miller. Yes! Oh, my God. I loved that movie. I'm like, I need a trifecta, though. Is there a third one? Wasn't War Games one like that? That was in the uh, 80s. Uh, no, that was earlier. And War Games is actually not terrible. I mean, it's dated, to be sure. Because I, I, I don't remember. I just remember it had something to do with a computer. No, War mm-hmm. Games is actually, I mean, there's a lot about it that's dated, certainly. But it's, it's not... It's not, not like a cheesy movie in the way that like hackers and the net are. Um, <laughs> trying to think if there's, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, there's a well, there's Lawnmower Man, which is yeah, um, oh yeah, that sort of like a virtual. That was like the first VR. movie about concept of virtual reality, and it's awful. It's like dreadful. Um, this is. I love everybody in here is like everybody's name is like Freak, uh, Blade, <laughs> Razor, and you know, and then like there's just a lot of like. If you want to be, if you want to be one of the elite, first you have to do a righteous hack, oh. a righteous hack. Oh no! Um, you know, a great movie. If you want to do like a trifecta, you could do Hackers and then The Net, and then you could round it out with a truly fantastic film. It's a, it is a little bit dated, but it's if you view it as a period piece, then it doesn't really. Be, which is um, Sneakers with oh Robert yeah, Red. fucking Sneakers is one of my I favorite movies. I love all that time. movie. I haven't seen I, that in like fifteen years. You know what I just bought the other day? Speaking of impulse, we were talking about impulse buys. Yeah. I just bought because it's out of, you can't, it doesn't stream anywhere. Like it's not on Spotify or Apple Music. I actually bought the score to ha- uh, to Sneakers by, uh, uh, I think I think it's, um, um, it's uh, uh, James Newton Howard, um, I think. No, James Horner. Cause it's the, so I actually bought that score the other day because I was like, you know what I need to work to? I need to work to the score to Hacker, or, you know, to Sneakers. I don't have it. I should buy it. So that's oh, a great movie. Still. That it's is a, a fine movie. That is a great palate cleanser. Yeah, because I think you probably start with, I think you start with the net and then go to heck. Because you go like not as bad, then super terrible, and then super good. Or do you go like super bad, moderately bad? I say you end with sneakers because it's like it'll be as you said a great like a sorbet. It'll take the bad taste off your. And plus, it's just a really good movie. And I have to say that sneakers, that it's it's dated in the sense that like it's the technology of the time. But at the time. It did not seem dated. In other words, it's. I think it's a fair representation of what most of that technology looked like. Plus, it's got a fucking amazing cast. I mean, Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, River Phoenix, Dan Aykroyd, James Earl Jones, Ben Kingsley. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Um, and uh, it's also really prescient in that before people were really talking about these things, there's a whole speech where Ben Kingsley just says, you know, he's like, the future is all about who controls the information. He's like, it's who owns information about people. And it's, I mean, it was really, you know, and they were talking about encryption way before anybody was talking about encryption. I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great film. Oh, well, now I definitely want to watch it. Every, every time we finish talking to you on a Monday, I'm like, all right, I have a new thing on my list that I want to look. I'm still, right. I'm almost finished with Stephen King's Needful Things. The next book I'm going to be reading in book form is Carrie, as per your recommendation. Like, yes, I however strongly- long ago. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I have a recommendation. There's something I was actually re-listening to. Um, uh, I, re- I don't know. I know what was wrong with me last week. I was just so totally out of it. I was realizing that last week, when I was talking about that book Chaos, the the book by Tom O'Neill about the Charles Manson case, which I took, which I'm listening to, by the way, it's no, it's and it's a great book. But what I was trying to say, I think I was like, I think I somehow made it sound like he started the book in 1969 or whatever, and it was that he started the book in 19 or in. See, now I'm doing it again. He started the book in 2009, and it came out. No, now I've done it again. He started the book in 1999. It took him yes. 20 years. So it just came out. Um, 
But there is a fantastic book, and it's actually an even better audiobook. It's really when you hear an audiobook performance that nails it. There are few things better, like few things are worse than a bad audiobook narration. Mm-hmm. Correct. Few things are better than when someone nails it. There is this book. I would say almost anybody between the ages of thirty, like thirty and up, and really almost anybody. But it's called. It's just called. I want my MTV, and it's an oral history of the first twenty years of MTV. Uh, by Craig Marks and Rob Tannenbaum. And first of all, it's just, it's fantastic. It's funny, but it's also like a serious look at like the rise and not even the rise and fall, but just the rise and first two decades of MTV. And the narrator is amazing. It's, and it, and it doesn't pull any punches because it wasn't like an approved bio or whatever. Like MTV did not sign off on it. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's like a serious oral history, but it also is just full of like juicy dirt and gossip and all kinds of just like behind the you know, behind the scenes stuff, like everything you ever wondered about MTV growing up. So I strongly recommend that. I actually have that physical book here at my house. I just haven't had a chance to read it yet. It's been oh, no, like it, when I wanted to get to. So it's I've incredible. got it. it is, yeah, it's like there's I mean, there are moments in there that are just I mean, it answer a lot of like long burning questions about, you know, things and just, you know, and a lot of like just stuff about from the the early days of the VJs or whatever. And then there's. But then there's just, I mean, there's like everybody you can imagine is quoted in that book. I mean, because it covers, again, it's like, you know, that era of Live Aid and Bruce Springsteen and Michael Jackson and Thriller and Madonna and the the first VMAs and the first real world season and the first season of Remote Control. And, you know, I mean, and there's this guy, John Landis, who is a film director. And John Landis directed, you know, like Animal House and Trading Places and Blues Brothers. But he also directed Thriller and then Black and White or Black or White, the Michael Jackson song. I didn't know that. Oh, I love that video. And he's and the great thing about John Landis is he always seems coked up even even when he's not. He's just really like hyperactive. But also he's he just doesn't give a fuck. Like he just speaks. He has always just been like he just says exactly what he like. He doesn't sugarcoat anything like he has never really like he doesn't worry about where his next job's coming from. So his recollections of working with Michael Jackson on those videos are just, I mean, they're just worth their weight in gold. So, oh, yeah, man. I want my... Done and done. All right, yeah, because I'm getting ready. I'm finishing my final Sue Grafton book. I'm very sad about that. So I, I might get that one as an audio book. right 26. Is that her? Yeah, she wrote uh, how many letters? 25. Like, yeah, 25. Yeah, because she died before she wrote uh, the final book. So Aww. I know. So I'm listening to Y is for yesterday. And then that's the final one because she never wrote Z and then like specifically wrote that she didn't want any ghostwriter. She didn't want to finish it. Like Kinsey, like the main character dies with her basically if she died while writing them. So, yes, yeah, so I'm listening to that. So I'm going to need something to kind of pick me up after that because it's been, you know, quite the journey <laughs> that I've been on. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I want my MTV is a really, like I said, an oral history is a really, if it's done well, is a thing I'm a big fan of, but it's, um, I mean, and, and the great thing about it is, is that, like, you know, everybody involved in the early days of MTV, at this point, they have no reason to, like, you know, to hold back. It's, they're not, you know, there's right. Adam Curry or whoever has, you know, as, you know, Pauly Shore doesn't have any reason to sort of soft, you know, to, to sugarcoat things. So it's, uh. It's a pretty no holds barred account of of you know of what it was like to work at, at yeah, that place. I'm trying to remember so, all this. You know, downtown awesome. Julie Brown. Do you remember when Kennedy. I was? Oh my God. Do you guys remember when oh I was on MTV? When I got to be on? Um, I <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my God. Yes. When oh, I was on TRL, and my friend I Jen totally and I pretended to be young enough oh to be God. there. Oh yeah. Saw Katie Holmes during the whole like Tom Cruise thing. Oh yeah. Oh my. Have you? Uh, <laughs> speaking of home, also if you when you finish, um, I want my MTV. Uh, I'm glad you said this because yes, I totally forgot about that. So 
uh, right after I finished, I want my MTV. You know, I don't. You may have. This is like, you know, these are both. These books are both from five or six years ago. So, but uh, former VJ Dave Holmes actually wrote a really great memoir called Party of One, um, which is it's called Party of One: A Memoir in Twenty One Songs. He narrates the audiobook, and it's really good. And it's it's funny, but it's really, it's. Uh, it's. I mean, it, it is. It's the book totally after my own heart. It's like you know, people know him because he won. You know, he came in second to Jesse Camp or whatever to become right. a VJ. But it's about how music kind of saved his life because he was. You know, he grew up gay, but he was in the closet for a long time and he was struggling with that and whatever. And it's this really funny, like a genuinely funny but genuinely sweet, you know, life affirming book about music and MTV and how he sort of navigated. You know life to become you know like a well-balanced productive you know happy adult it's a really really great book i strongly recommend that it's called party of one i will definitely listen to that yes, I, i'm a big fan of his i think he's i think he's pretty cool oh yeah things that i've yeah. seen him in he's also great in reno 911 but um <laughs> just total side note. well rick all right before we go do you have any uh i'm starting to uh, to play us off the stage but do you have any final thoughts that you've rick's final thoughts that you have on a piece of paper um well um i was just going to say that you know, what's weird is that, like, I have all this time. I mean, I could be doing laundry all the time and could be totally caught up with all, you know, cleaning the house and whatever. And yet somehow I get the sense that people have time to do laundry. And yet now they're just like, fuck it. I'm not doing laundry. Yeah. And so they're just it's, so I realized, actually, I literally sometimes you have that shirt or whatever that marks the bottom of your laundry pile where you're like, I really need to. This is like I used to have this homie, the clown shirt that someone gave me. <laughs> and when that came up, it was like it's time to do laundry. So now. This is not a thing you thought you would hear today. So here are some boxer shorts um, that because I buy my boxers and sometimes they'll come three or four at a pack and you don't know what the inside pattern is going to be. You can only see the ones on the outside. So when I got to these, I don't know if you can see these. These are like troll dolls and mushrooms. Oh, no. I didn't intentionally buy these. It was like I wanted whatever the boxers I could see on the outside were that were something subtle, you know, like, I don't know, like, like sock monkeys riding sleds. And then these were on the inside. And I was like, well, those... Those are going to the bottom of the drawer. Um, those and, are amazing. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw these, I was like, two things. One, I need to do laundry. And two, I guess I'm fucking wearing these today. Well, that sucks. So. Okay. So we started talking. We started the show talking about laundry. And let's end it. So when you're doing your laundry, do you take off everything that is dirty? And then, like, at least, like, wear some, like, placeholder clothes while you're doing your laundry? Or do you just leave those, like, what you're wearing and save them for the next uh, rotation? You mean, you mean, do I also wash what I'm wearing? Yes. No, because I'm not a hippie, so I don't walk around the house nude. Oh, well, I have a robe. I'm not a hippie. I no, I have this. So I think we've talked about this. It's like the instant I get up, I get fully dressed. Like I put on my, you know, all my clothes, my shoes, my socks. I don't. I have a. I have a weird thing. I'm not a never nude. It's just that I don't. <laughs> I have some weird thing where I don't like being. Uh, I, I don't like. Uh, I don't. I don't do well with like interstitial states of clothing. I'm either like gotcha. undressed in bed or whatever, or I'm dressed all the way. All right. Well, that was the answer to the question. There it is. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Rick. Thank you for your honesty. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to just starting um, to listen to the books that you recommended. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I know we do well, want to give I, a... Sh- oh, really quick. Oh, I just uh, want to say we want to give a shout out to Gracie. Yes. Oh, yes. So sorry for your loss, Rutherfords. Sorry, Rick. You have one more thing. Uh, no, I'm, no I, I feel like I'd be stepping on the... Th- I was, no, I was just going to say something. <laughs> I, I was I don't know what I was gonna say I was just gonna I have no idea I was just gonna say good luck with the peeping but that just thank seems you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also Willard sends his regards from the from the living room. 
Oh, much love to your fuzzy bodies. All right, and then Rick, we'll talk to you next Monday, not Tuesday. Monday. Indeed, yes. Back to next Rick Monday. Mondays. Thanks, everybody, tuning right. in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thanks, Rick. Bye. Bye. Bye.